0: This is the Internet Ballers Podcast, Episode 12.
1: You're listening to the Internet Ballers Podcast with your host, Michael Pasha. The show for internet entrepreneurs who want to accelerate their progress and expand their vision by standing on the shoulders of giants. Welcome to the Ballers Circle.
0: Thanks for listening and welcome to the Baller Circle. I'm Michael Pasha, the host of the Internet Ballers Podcast, and today I'm so happy to welcome Vince Reed of VinceReed.com and InternetTrafficFactory.com. Vince Reed is an internet entrepreneur, traffic expert, and seven-figure success story. In 2008, when the real estate market crashed, he lost his real estate income, investments, and depended on his girlfriend to pay his bills. From there, in an effort to recover from the financial black hole he was in, he clicked on an ad which promised to show him how to make money online. Since then, Vince has built a seven-figure internet uh, empire. He's the founder of Internet Traffic System, host of Internet Traffic Jam, creator of Internet Traffic Live Events. Vince now lives helping thousands of internet entrepreneurs learn, implement, and master the most cutting-edge advertising and traffic strategies today. I met Vince at the No Excuses Summit in San Diego. Had a great opportunity to sit there and listen to him speak and just drop value bomb after value bomb. And so I asked him if he would be on the show because I know that he provides so much value and the Baller circle would really, really benefit from all that Vince has to say. So Vince, I wanted to know, do you have anything you wanted to add uh, to that intro?
1: No, man, I'm, I'm humbled. And uh, you, know, you made me sound a lot cooler than I actually
0: am. <laughs> Vince, you- So I appreciate you. No, 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 no problem at all. You, you are truly that cool. Uh, you know, so I wanted to, I wanted to dig a little bit more into your story. I mean, you shared some, some, some things at the no excuses summit that I thought were pretty awesome. Um, and I wanted to see if you could share a little bit more of your, your start, uh, as an internet entrepreneur.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, your story is really, you know, where people can kind of relate to you a little bit and and get more of a, of a real insight of, of, uh, you know, how I've been able to kind of build my business. I think a lot of entrepreneurs sometimes, you know, they just start their story and it, it, it very quickly goes to their success. And really what shapes your success are a lot of the failures and a lot of the things that happen um, before you started making any money or before you started impacting any lives. And I think that's really where you can create the biggest impact. So for all of you entrepreneurs out there, uh, don't forget those those humble beginnings because I think that's really what probably shapes you to where you are today. And, you know, my story... Um, you know, I think that the best part about being um, in, let's say, the space that I'm in as an entrepreneur, helping business owners, is that being um, in this place, you get to be around a lot of people like yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to be around a lot of people that have a strong personal development background. So you're able to change and shift the way that you think. And I think that's really the start of creating something great. So, you know, from growing up in the inner city of Los Angeles to, to moving with my dad as a single father and having him raise me was already something that you don't really see, especially in, in my, um, you know, amongst African-Americans, you don't see a lot of single fathers raising their sons. So that kind of like um, was something cool for me to see my dad wake up each and every day, put on a suit and tie and go to work. So I think that's where I got my work ethic. And, um, you know, when I moved with him, I had, I lived with my mom in, in, uh, in Watts in the inner city. I don't know if you guys know where that is, but it's not a very fun and nice place. Um, going to sleep and waking up to gunshots was not fun. So I would go, I would literally cry and beg my mom to let me move with my dad. And she finally caved in. So that's how I actually was able to go move with my dad and he raised me. And when I, when I met my dad, when I met my dad, when I moved with my dad, um, I moved and I was actually went from being, in a school with only black people to being the only black kid. So imagine that. Mm. And, you know, for me, that shaped me because I'm able to really, um, adapt in any type of situation. But the sad part was when I moved with him and I went to school, they, they put me into this kind of like, uh, this test. They wanted to see where I was academically and I couldn't even read in first grade. So I actually had to re- repeat first grade over again. I don't think I've ever really shared this story. Wow. So growing up through school, I always kind of felt behind. And, you know, my dad would say, you know, this is just another example how you have to work hard. You have to um, work harder than everyone else. And I always kind of took that as when I was feeling behind as even at an early age, I can remember feeling like I got to work even harder to catch up because these people, um, you know, probably think I'm stupid. I'm a little bit older than everyone here. Thank God my birthday was in March, so I turned a year older towards the end of the school year. But, um, you know, those are the types of things that I think have shaped me, just kind of always feeling like I had to kind of catch up and, like, I'm um, feeling um, like I was behind. So I put everything in, um, you know, to my work and in my business. But anyways, to just sum it all up, grew up playing sports, um, you know, thought I was going to play football on Sundays. It didn't happen. And the lie I used to tell myself before this industry was that – you know, I got hurt or, you know, the coach didn't play me. I'd make up all these excuses. But in reality, I can remember going back to, like, high school days and not giving it my all in the weight room, you know, staying with the pack doing wind sprints when I felt, or well, I know I could have probably lapped a lot of people. I just wanted to kind of fit in, and it cost me later on. Um, You know, when I got into the real estate industry, I never really got a mentor. Um I thought I knew everything. And when it collapsed, the story I would tell myself was, oh, the industry collapsed and that's why I lost everything. But in reality, we all knew it was going to collapse. I didn't make the necessary adjustments. And I think this industry, um, being around so many people like yourselves, like I said, and, and the personal development has kind of allowed me to realize that you really control your own economy and your own destiny. And Once you know right from wrong, um, it really comes down to the choices that you make. So that is kind of my story in a whole. And uh, hopefully, you know, there's some insight there that people can learn from.
0: Yeah, that's great. Uh, you know what? When you were telling that story, I had like uh, flashbacks to Boys in the Hood. <laughs> because like. That's <laughs> I mean, what it was I, like. Man. Yeah. I mean, that's like the story, right? He was living with his mom. Stuff was, going, was rough there. Mm-hmm. So he moved it with, with his dad, right? Uh, so that's.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly what happened.
0: So, um, okay. So, so you, you, you went through these tough times. You, I know you were a college athlete, you were successful in real estate and now you're super successful as an internet marketer. What drives Vince Reed?
1: You know, it was funny. Last night I was at, I've been involved in a lot of mastermind groups. So tip number one, get around people that make you better. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And that was something that came up. It's like, what drives you? And there was this lady there and she was, um, she had a business and she did, um, like, um, facials and all that stuff, beauty products she sold and all this stuff. And she was trying to get into doing the, utilizing the internet. And the person that hosts this mastermind was like, well, what drives you? And she's like, you know, I want to be independent. Okay, so what else? And then it was like, I want to do more for my kids. And then what else? I want to be able to take them on vacation. And it, just like, it was weird how it kept going deeper and deeper from one question. And I, as she was answering her question, I was like answering mine. I'm like, okay, I want to be able to um, have, have my, my daughter have a better life than I had. And I had a pretty darn good life. So mm-hmm. um, I better, I got some work to do to do what my dad um, did for me. But, anyways, I want my daughter to have a better life. I want my wife to not have to, to, to work um, if she doesn't want to, which she doesn't now. But I want it to truly be that. What I mean by that is, I want to be able to say, I don't have to do anything. You know, I still have to work, believe it or not. You know, if you make seven figures, people think that you could just stop working. There's expenses <laughs> and bills and that'll run out quick. So right. I'm saying I want to be able to have a situation where we literally, for real, don't have to do anything, if that makes any sense. No, that makes um, sense. Based on, you know, building a business with, you know, residual income that pays for everything for life. That's the kind of kind of life I want to live. But it, and it's not just about money. You know, I want to make a lot of money because I want to be able to impact more people. And I think sometimes people have a hard time saying they want to make money. Um, and, and And because they think that that 's selfish um for me, I want to be able to impact more people. I want to be able to show um people that it, that it is possible that someone that couldn 't read till they were they were eight years old could create a business and and um you know inspire people all over the world so um if I have something I want to share with you if you don 't mind or, No, uh, no definitely so there was this I go to a lot of events and there was an individual there talking about um you know, goal setting. And it kind of goes along with what you just asked me. And he said, you know, there's there, there's basically what he calls the four M's. And most people, again, have a hard time being honest with the goals that they really want. Like, for example, some people want to be able to just walk through the airport and have people running up asking for an autograph, Re- like really, right? I mean, but they would never say that. Some people want to just be filthy rich because they, they want Bentleys and Ferraris and mansions. Some, all right. So, but they would never really say it. So this guy was like, well, you know, you should have um, one selfish motivation and then one, you know, I guess you can say good motivation. It's okay. And he used this example and we'll kind of use an example of the inner city kid. Let's say there's a kid in the inner city. He's growing up like I did and he's scared at night. And the only thing that motivates him is maybe I want to, I want, he says, I want to play in the, in the NFL because I want to have the nice cars and blah, 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 blah. Whatever his reason is, if that motivates him enough to get out of that situation, then he should be okay with that. So he said, I have those four M's and you should have, everyone should have one selfish M. And basically one of them is mastery. And mastery is basically you want people to know that you are an expert in what it is that you have to offer. That could mean walking through the airport and people knowing you. Say, hey, that's that guy. He knows this and um you know whatever it is whatever kind of if you walk into a room you want to have that presence of people knowing that that person is successful that's one of the ends so mastery another one is um mating so it's that guy who's like got turned down by all the chicks growing up and now all of a sudden it's like i want to make a lot of money because i want to have the chicks (laughs) okay another one is material so a guy just wants to be to have stuff cool and another one uh was movement. And those are the people I would categorize like an Elon Musk that wants to change the world, right? Mm. Do these big things and you know they they're they're on a whole nother wavelength. So the best the first thing you have to do is identify which one of your selfish M's are. So I'll give you my positive one, which could sound like a selfish one. So I want to be extremely wealthy because I was watching um Sixty Minutes one day and they had um Warren Buffett on there. And Warren Buffett has a club and I can't even think of the name of the club, which is probably not good for this interview. But anyways, <laughs> one buffer reaches out to billionaires and they have to make this pledge. And I want to be a part of this one day, this pledge. And it's a pledge to give away half of your wealth to create major changes and um, impacts in the world that you just can't make um, if you're not in this type of club. So it kind of motivates you to be extremely successful so you can really make a dent and an impact in the world. So that's like the positive thing It's like a goal for me to get that call one day from Warren Buffett or whoever else if he's if he, you know who's running it at that time to do that now, the selfish motivation is, okay, I don't really care about the material things I did when I was broke, you know because it was weird going from having stuff to having nothing, so it was more of an ego thing, but that's not really where I'm at anymore mm-hmm. I'm not really into like the movement thing like I you know yeah I don't want to you know I'm not looking to save the planet type of deal every single day, although that would be kind of cool. Um, that's not my selfish motivation. I'm not into the mating thing. I'm pretty content and happy with my wife. Actually, I'm very happy. I'm happy with my wife. You know, <laughs> women, they listen to words, details. <laughs> right. Um, and But I'm very um aware of mastery, I realized. So like, for example, if I go to an event and there's someone teaching lead generation and they're not saying something that actually works. And I can tell that they just learned it from some guy like five days ago. Hmm. And now they're teaching it. It bothers me. So for me, it's mastery. So my selfish motivation is being the number one lead generation expert in the industry. So if someone wants more traffic and leads that convert into sales that they can predict an outcome with, I want them to think of venture. So that's the selfish motivation, which drives me each and every day to get better. So your question I don't know how long it took me to get it out <laughs> is to be the best, to be the best in the world when it comes to lead generation.
0: That's awesome. I like that. So I know, I know at one point you, uh, you know, you talked a lot about mentors and how you didn't have a mentor in your real estate business, but I know you did get a mentor when you moved to the internet marketing business. So can you talk a little bit about that? Like how, how did you one figure out I need a mentor and two, how did you find your mentor?
1: Man, that's a, that's a, um, a great question. And, you know, at my last event, I actually got a chance to interview my mentor. I don't know if you saw that. It I was, did, yeah. Um, really, really cool for me. I mean, you know, first off, um, I just recently did a blog post and it was like the number one goal for entrepreneurs with mentors. And your number one goal as an entrepreneur should be to be your mentor's number one student. And my mentor was a guy who generated over $120 million in revenue by the time he was 27 years old. And on our at our last um event, we he interviewed I interviewed him and he said I was his number one student, which was my number one goal when I first got started. I just wanted it was almost like you know, like your father, you want to make your father proud. I wanted to make my mentor proud. I wanted to make him extremely wealthy. So I sold all of his products and I made him I probably was be responsible for anywhere between a half million or a million dollars in sales as an affiliate, just selling his products. And it was a goal of mine to make him extremely wealthy, to learn his products, to make him proud. And, you know, I think that that should be your goal as a student. But you have to get lucky, because I even said this in the interview. I'm like, I could have found a mentor that taught me how to, you know, do all kind of black hat lead generation strategies and spam people and, you know, post, my products and in groups and do all these things that you can't scale. And I didn't, I found someone that was very, very smart and an intelligent entrepreneur. And I think that it's a lot of luck to be honest with you. I think you got to do your research and find someone that you resonate with, um, that can teach you skill sets. Um, I think that for me, when I realized that I didn't have a mentor, and a lot of it was when I got into this industry, a lot of people said, Hey, you need to get a mentor. So I was I was hearing it constantly. And then I had the thought of like, you know, did I have a real estate mentor? And I was like, no, I didn't really have anyone teach me how to do anything. Although I did learn from an individual, I didn't reach out and say, Hey, can I like pay you to teach me or can I like really learn the business? Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, when I got into um, being an internet marketer, I said I'm going to make sure that I do everything in my power. And at the end of the day, on my deathbed, when I look back, <laughs> I want to know that I did everything in my power to like be the best that I could be. That was that was kind of how how it all came about. So, like I said, if you're in a room and you're the smartest person in that room, you're in the wrong room. Right. And I just consistently just try to level up when it comes to mentorship and and just smart people around me.
0: Right. So, what would you say to someone? Cause I, you know, I, I know that you said like you got lucky, right? You happen to find a good mentor that taught you really good tactics, really good strategies to help you grow your business and help you learn the right way to go about business. What would you say to someone who, like, let's say they've already hired a mentor, they've already bought courses and, you know, pretty much they bought like a whole lot of scammy stuff. They've, you know, hired mentors that haven't been, uh, on the up and up and they're kind of, you know, they're burned, right? What would you say to someone to, to convince them to get back on that horse looking, continue to look for the good mentor and not just give up?
1: Well, I think that I don't think you ever really truly get burned. I think that you can always squeeze something out of that, that orange, that lemon, that, that sponge and find some type of value in it. I think that maybe you don't recognize it now, but you will later. And it may just teach you what not to do and what you don't need to do when you start mentoring others. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't believe in the word shiny object syndrome. I think that when people tell you don't fall victim to shiny object syndrome, there's a motive there that they just want you to focus on them. Hmm. Um, I've bought everything. I encourage people to buy as much as you can to get better. And I think that you'll just find the person that suits you, and you'll know when that time happens. But if you're smart enough to go back and learn from those experience, um, experiences, I don't think that you can ever be cheated or, or gypped. I think that it's always a steal. No matter what you buy, I don't care what the price point is, you can figure out a way to, to find value in that. You see, the biggest lesson I can tell anyone looking to make money is that when you understand the value of value, you'll never go broke. Hmm. So what I mean by that is anything, like if you're listening to this, hopefully you find value in some of the things that I'm, that we're sharing. But the truth of the matter is there's a lot of people that won't ever hear this unless you tell them, the person listening. right? And the person that hears it is gaining that value, but it's more valuable to the person that they're going to share it with. And if you do it right, you can position yourself where people will pay you for that knowledge. So if you think about it two ways, oh, I've been gypped, oh, I bought bad stuff. Okay. Hey, how many other people have never bought that? Was there anything in that coaching session in that product that you could gain any bit of insight from that you could share? I guarantee you there is. I don't care how bad the course is. There's something in there that you can use. Now you've got value, you've got ammunition that people will pay you for. Right. And I think that that's the difference um, in just mindset that you can have, um, you know, as an entrepreneur.
0: Okay. Awesome. So I, uh, I was looking through your site and I saw something that I thought was kind of awesome, and it was the internet marketing rap video. <laughs> is that you rapping on the video, or is that someone no, else? No, no. Okay.
1: I wish I had those kind of <laughs> rap skills, man. Um, actually, um, that video, I get a lot of people that say that. Um, um I love hip-hop, by the way. So, actually, I love all music. You know, my, my, roommate in college was, uh, from Texas and loved country music and we listen to it every day. So I'm, I'm open to ever, anything. Um, but, um, yeah, my, the, the individual who shoots our, our film, um, guy who shoots all of my videos and does all who actually shot that video, by the way, he rapped, produced it, everything, um, rapped, um, actually is the person doing the lyrics and rapping on that song. So <laughs> the way that happened was he was a, he's a rapper. And one day he was showing me one of his videos, I'm like, man, you need to do a rap video about my story. Just totally joking. And I'm like doing, working on my computer, not even paying attention. And two weeks later, he comes in with the first bar, like um, first few bars of the song. I'm like, man, you wrote this? He's like, yeah. I'm like, he's like, you want me to finish? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I just want you to make sure a couple things are in it. I'm like, I want to make sure you say something about the Lakers, because that's my goal. I <laughs> own the Lakers one day, and I want to make, and I want you to make sure you say something about um, um, picks and shovels, if you, if you notice. Like, so for example, um, a lot of people are basically selling their opportunity, and for me, I feel like um, if you guys know the story of the gold rush, it was when people came out west to mine for gold. But the majority of the people didn't find gold, the people that made all the money were selling the picks and the shovels. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. So I was like, and that's kind of how I view my business. I think all these people are entrepreneurs, they have businesses, but the one thing that people always lack is figuring out a way to sell their product, right? And that's what I teach, is how to get leads and put your products in front of the people that need them the most. So I was like, just have some kind of line about picks and shovels and say something about the Lakers. And he got them both in there, and I was happy with it. So
0: it's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, when I saw that thing, I was like, wow, this is, <laughs> this is pretty cool. <laughs>
1: yeah, appreciate that, man. It was fun. Yeah.
0: Um. So so let's talk a little bit about your, your schedule. What kind of schedule do you keep? How much sleep do you get? Are you the Gary Vaynerchuk sleeping four hours <laughs> a day, always on the run? Do you get – what's your lifestyle like? You know,
1: I don't sleep a lot, Um, you know. Actually, I'm leaving from here. I got an event I'm speaking at. Fridays are usually our day. We do most of our our blogging, our videos, and we do a lot of the the video stuff on Fridays. Um, but yeah, I'm a very structured person. I'm up typically by 5 a.m. Um, go for my walk. Um, I love to I love to be up before the sun comes up. It's a drug. It's like a drug to me. Um, really, like I'm not even kidding with you. Like if I wake up and the sun's up, I feel like I like lost that day. <laughs> Like I love to see the sun coming up because I know that most people are sleeping. It just does something to me like whatever. I don't know why. Um, I can just be reading a magazine or a book or just listening to a podcast with the sun coming up, but I have to be up before the sun comes up green smoothie out the door for a walk. And then when I get back, um, you know, typically I might um shoot like a podcast or something like that, like you're doing. Um, I don't do interview podcasts. I just kind of, it's kind of like a daily diary. Um, and then, um, it's, I have a to-do list and I make sure that I knock those out. Um, and, uh, you know, very, very structured business. A lot of whiteboards in my office. And, uh, you know, I just love what I do, man. I love just sharing and, and, uh, giving back. So yeah, definitely have a, have a structured business and not a lot of sleep. That's awesome. And so- I don't think that's a good thing, by the way. So. Oh, it's not. I <laughs> no, I don't want you guys out there thinking not sleeping a lot and, it's definitely not a good thing. I'm trying to figure out a way to get more balance, get more rest, and all that good stuff. So but I do work out every single day. Um you know, I have a schedule, I take a break um, between eleven, um, thirty, and uh 1 30. It's my time, lunch, and, and work out every day. So you gotta stay gotta keep take care of yourself.
0: Do you have any uh any life hacks that you use, tools that you found that keep you healthy?
1: You know, um cook real food <laughs> mm. I think that people I don't really you know it's funny since the beginning of the year I've lost 20 pounds nice. and I was always pretty good pretty fit but I, it was just a couple little shifts in my diet and my wife cooks which is good she, she's she's um cooks um organic mostly organic food but even if it's not organic I think if you just don't eat from a box I think that's the remedy try to stay away from processed food and cook mm. like You know, stay away from fast food, whether it's just make, you know, some chicken breast on a Monday and make enough for a week and maybe make a couple things of fish or whatever and throw in some vegetables with that and just eat real food. I think that, I don't know, I think there's something with the processed foods and and eating out of a box that's getting people a little bit um, out of whack. Because I know when we stopped, when I stopped doing that, the weight just came
0: off. Right, right. Okay. So. Awesome. So right now, uh, you know, you talk a little bit about balance, your wife, cooking, that sort of thing. How do you balance your your crazy work schedule with the fact that you're your husband, you're a father, um, you know, clearly you want to spend some time with family and friends. How how do you balance all that?
1: Well, the cool thing that I've managed to do, I have no idea how, is I've managed to my wife and I, we go on a date every Friday. Hmm. And we have Ever since we started dating, and now almost ten years ago, we've been together, ten years. We've been together. Um, so we go on a date every Friday, um, and we've done it even when we had the baby. So we take the baby on the date. Nice. Now, so we don't let that stop us. Um, we try to find time for ourselves, but every day, um, I, I normally, um, except for today, like, I'd be getting her up right now, and she goes on that walk with me, my daughter. Hmm. So we make sure we have that, that time together in the morning and the sun's um, coming up and we have that. I talk and we just kind of spend that time together. It's probably like a 35 minute walk that we go on every morning. Awesome. And then at, at night before she goes and takes her bath, I spend about 30 minutes with her, just playing, wrestling around with her and, and my wife. And then we put her down. And then once I'm done with work, I try to spend a little time with, with the wife before we go to bed. So, um, you got to have that balance. You just do. Now, the truth of the matter is you're always lacking at something. So, I mean, it's just, you have to just become content with that. People are like, well, what's the perfect balance? There is none. Like, you know, for example, I might be thinking I'm doing the perfect balance. My wife, but she's walking around like, I need more time, right? (laughs) So, like, you know, it just depends. And you got to listen. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't recognize that. And you adjust, and then that might make you lack a little bit on business. And you got to catch up there. And I think that's what lies. That's real life i think that some people try to make it like this perfect thing and it's just not you just have to do the best that
0: you can right you know that's awesome i like that uh and i think that's something that so many people struggle with but i guess to you know to each their own you got to figure out something that works for you um can you share you
1: you being newly married man how are you gonna balance
0: that's the question that's why i'm asking you i gotta ask (laughs) (laughs) i gotta ask other people to to get to get ideas i have ideas on my own but you know, people that have more experience. Just enjoy
1: it, man. <laughs> I, I can I can tell you, being married, just you know, it's awesome. I love it, and just you know, remember to to remain interested in your wife, okay, as much as you can. That's all I can say. Like right. whether it's just you just asking how their day was or telling them they look pretty, I think that. Um, a lot of men, when they get married, they they get, they get want to provide and they want to, you know, they feel like something's different and they lose the focus of what made them want to get married in the first place. Mm-hmm. So for me, being aware of things like that, I think I have a pretty good sense of. And um, I never, ever, I don't know why I'm giving you marital advice. <laughs> We've been married five years. So I guess I qualify for a little bit of advice. Yeah, but definitely. Um, um, my biggest advice for you would be, um, make sure that I'm trying to figure out how I can word this the right way. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I think that when you, when you have a wife, we just tend to forget Like if we forget, you know, what made you marry him. So I would just say, make sure that you just remain aware of, of her. Right. Just have this awareness of and, and don't try to change things. Like sometimes like as as humans, it's like, well, you didn't give me attention or you did this or you do you did that. We can only really affect ourselves. Mm-hmm. So if you want more of something, do more of that for her. Okay. That's been a good rule for me. So if I want more attention, give her more attention. If I want to do something like I try to do what I would want her to do for me mm-hmm. and you'd be surprised you start getting everything that you wanted. Mm-hmm. So my
0: advice. Awesome.
1: Enough about enough advice, mirror advice for me. <laughs> but uh, hopefully that helps you guys out there listening.
0: Yeah, it does. I, I really appreciate that. Um, so before we go, um, can you share a quick, your quick favorite traffic strategy?
1: Um, yes, I love them all. <laughs> and they're all different. You know, again, I, I wrote about this this week. People ask me all the time that question, what's your favorite traffic strategy? Here's the deal. Lead generation, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Bing, Google, um, Snapchat, all these things are tools. Mm-hmm. I look at my business from a numbers perspective. I don't really focus on the platform. The platform is just a tool to create exposure and to get me the appropriate number of targeted clicks to my website. That's all those platforms are. They're not like, so if I were to say Facebook's better than Twitter. Is it really? Because at the end of the day, they're all designed to get me clicks to my website on my capture page. So I focus on the numbers and I use them all as exposure as exposure agents. Mm-hmm. So they're all great. Now, are there some that are more fun and probably easier to use? I mean, I'm probably the most comfortable with Facebook. because That's probably where most people spend their, most of their time. But when I say what's, my, what's the best, they're all great. And you just need to break down your business into numbers. Um, as I, as you probably saw me do at the event, I did very, very numbers focused. That's all I care about. Did I hit the appropriate number of clicks that I needed yesterday? And then today, can I break the record? Can I get more today than I did yesterday? And that cycle continues forever.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks, Vince. I really appreciate you, uh, taking time to be on the show. Uh, you provide us some great value as you always do. Um, so I wanted to know if you can share with the baller circle, how they can get in touch with you and learn more about your business.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we just launched our new company, internet traffic factory.com. Um, it was cool cause you know, we just sold a company. So we, like went into a whole new company, it was kind of crazy, but it's really been fun. Um, you know, you can, you know, test out and become a member actually for one buck. And we're just kind of helping entrepreneurs with lead generation. Um, but if you ever want to chat with me and say hello, um, you can obviously visit my website at Venture.com or reach out to me on Facebook. Um, I'm Ventured Live. I'm pretty much every platform. So if you want to find the real, you know, the real I know there's some other ones <laughs> out there, but if you go Venture Live, um, you'll find me. Okay. So I really appreciate you, Mike. And, um, you know, anytime you need anything, man, I, I hope that I um, become a resource for you to help you. And um, I'm always excited to help entrepreneurs and business owners that have the guts to do what you're doing. Awesome. Uh, to reach out to people and to do these interviews and to, you know, do it to help other people, to give people um, insight into the lives of these entrepreneurs is an awesome thing. And you're not just a guy interviewing people, you are providing a ton of value for people. And I just want to let you know that, man. So thank kudos you, to you. Keep it up.
0: I appreciate it. Keep it that. up, man. Thanks a lot.
1: Awesome. Thanks for listening to the Internet Bullers Podcast. Don't miss out on next week's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. Check out the Internet Ballers blog at internetballers.co for more tips on how to accelerate your progress and expand your vision.